Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Monday, September 30th. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Part of my voice, I'm just waking up. And uh, it's actually hasn't been really that busy of a morning. I mean, excuse me, weekend. Uh, as you can tell, I'm just waking up. My, my brain's catching up with me here, with my voice. Um, Or should I say the other way around? Boy, I can't even think. Um... Wow, what's 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 happening? Well, it seems like you know that everything right now. The talk is with the whistleblower and that kind of nonsense. Um, Adam Schiff is requesting more documents, uh, more phone records from the president, which is absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't know why. Uh, there's nothing. He, I mean, you know, I just want to know who's going to subpoena. Adam Schiff's phone transcripts. I mean, there is a there is an audio and a, uh, there's an audio clip of Schiff actually talking to a prankster in Russia, uh, and the prankster was saying he had naked photos of uh, Trump, I guess, with a hooker or some some gal, and Schiff was all, you know, Adam Schiff was all excited. He's like, "Yeah, give us, you know, what kind of information do you have? We'll be in touch with you and stuff like that." So, I mean, if, if Schiff's kind of doing some sleazy shit like that, uh, sleazy Schiff, uh, let's see his phone records. But he's out there shooting his mouth, and he's requesting more information. I'll try to limit my talk on the whistleblower, because it's actually bullshit. To me, it's bullshit, but, you know, I don't know what else, I don't even know what else this whistleblower uh, can provide, what kind of information he can provide. Uh... The document was released before they even this guy ever appeared. So, from this point on, anything that this so-called whistleblower, who already acknowledged that he didn't even read the transcript in the first place, uh, I don't know what he can provide, which is basically nothing. Um. So shifts out there. I don't know. I guess they want to string this guy up. This guy's scared. He sounds like he's scared. There's a guy on CNN I came across. He's a commentator, but I guess he worked with former uh, presidents like uh, Nixon and Reagan and Bush and Clinton and all kinds of people. But he briefly says on CNN that the blood... 
is on Trump's hands. If anybody anything happens to the whistleblower, I, which I found it, to, you know, quite funny. I guess he assumes Trump supporters are going to go after the whistleblower. Uh, any right-minded, intelligent individual will know that a whistleblower, uh, that this whistleblower is basically a, a nothing. There's no reason to hurt the guy. There's no reason to hurt anybody in general. I'm just saying. But listen to this guy talk and how he gets he, he overdramatizes a. Uh, uh, Trump's tweet this morning. So check this out. This is uh, David Gergen. He's a C- he works. He's a contributor on CNN. Check him out. Breaking news: The president tweeting just moments ago about the whistleblower. He writes, "Like every American, I deserve to meet my accuser, especially when this accuser, the so-called whistleblower, represented a perfect conversation with a foreign leader in a totally inaccurate and fraudulent way." David Gergen is a CNN senior political analyst. He was an advisor to Presidents Nixon, Ford, Reagan, and Clinton. David, what's your reaction? You know, and that's true because when you think about it, I mean, he is the president of the United States. What, he is not allowed to talk to other foreign leaders out there? He has to be. I mean, there are certain conversations that you have with foreign leaders, and other foreign leaders do not want to be recorded and then have their discussions being released to the public. It's dangerous. That in itself, this this so-called whistleblower, this basically he's a CIA operative. He's a spy within within the walls. He's going in there. He's listening to conversations. Or well, he claims he's listening to conversations. So, but basically, he's got his information third hand. Uh, he's going around saying that, uh, stating all this crap, and you know, I mean, that's security risk right there in itself. But here he is. Here, I'm sorry about that. This, this is David Gergen. Well, first of all, Anna, I think the, uh, there's one point the Republicans are right on. It was a mistake by Congressman Schiff uh, to take the to take that phone call and to you think so on it and to create a narrative that could then be mocked and pointed fun at. I, I just think it didn't work and it was a mistake. Having said that, uh, it's nuts for the president to be talking about treason in this environment. First off, he didn't mention the word treason once. I think what he is stating, he brought up, the, he's talking about what the president had mentioned in, a, um, I guess, in some sort of uh, event that he attended where back in the old days, people that used to commit treason, they used to, they used to handle certain issues differently than they do today, in to, you know, today's modern day. And uh, he's not implying that we should uh, go ahead and, you know, execute this guy. I think that's far from what, what he was in you know, implying, but, uh, you know, CNN, they're spinning it to where Trump wants everybody to execute this guy for treason. And, and that's just not the case. He, he said the other day, he would, you know, basically suggested, uh, at a breakfast, uh, that whoever this was, was a spy and ought to be, you know, the implication was we ought to execute that person. The implication. Um, there is a very good chance that the name of this whistleblower is going to get out one way or the other. Of course. In the next two or three weeks. Uh, I mean, why would you sit there and make all these false accusations? I mean, what do you expect, right? Uh, if, if somebody goes after him, the blood is going to be on the hands of the president. Uh, to, you know, those words simply give license uh, to crazy people. Uh, to go- you know, crazy people are just crazy people. 
They had that unhinged Elizabeth Warren fool go to a softball practice where Republicans and Democrats, they had this softball game, I guess, annually that, you know, Republican representatives as well as, you know, Democrat representatives get together and they have a friendly game of baseball. And Republicans were, you know, doing their baseball or softball practice. Excuse me. And uh, what happened? Some nut job just randomly go decides he wants to go out there and start shooting up the place. Did anybody blame Elizabeth Warren for that? He was a, he was a stout Elizabeth Warren fan. You know, he was a stout Elizabeth Warren supporter. Did anybody blame Elizabeth Warren? No. Should anybody? No. So if some nut job goes out after this whistleblower, that's not Trump's fault. That's just a, that's just a guy being a nut. First off. Go after uh, someone they think is an enemy of the people. Well, of course. I mean, what, you know what I mean? I mean, listen, I don't encourage violence, but my God, don't blame Trump for it. I mean, Trump is right. I mean, they used to do that to people back in the day. If you committed treason, that was a, that was pretty much a death sentence. That is, you know... That is not an implication. That's just a mere fact. That's a historical fact. Now, do you th- do you honestly think Trump's going to say, okay, if we find out who this whistleblower guy is, we're, we want him killed? No, he ain't saying that, man. If there's somebody on... Look, at, trust me. There's plenty of people to target for an unhinged idiot out in the world. I'm not recommending it, but... Bottom line... Uh, you know, you got some people flat out lying to the American public out there uh, that are actually more dangerous than this whistleblower. I'll leave it at that. And real quickly, I hope everybody got a chance to see our good friend Adam Schiff down in Southern California lying his face off. That was that was a fucking joke. And then and then he claims it's a parody. He was just doing it, you know, in jest. Moron. Okay. Enough of that whistleblower stuff. There's plenty of people to talk, get into all that shit. What I am fascinated with, and I'm going to get back to this real quick. I'm going to take a break on this. I'm going to shorten up these little segments coming up on 10 minutes. Uh, I want to talk about California and how leaders in California are basically... Uh, complaining about the Trump administration <clears throat> withholding funds just like he they claim he's doing with Ukraine. So I'll get right back to that right after this. Okay, so we are back. I was going to start talking about this whole California thing, but I just want to jump in real quick about Biden. Seems like uh, Team Biden went out and this, I'm getting this from Breitbart. I'm, I'm checking this out. This was released this morning. Joe Biden campaign demands media censor Rudy Giuliani. So Giuliani's going out there. Primarily on Fox and Network, and I've, well, I've seen him on there a couple times. But they're going out and they're sending a letter. They're tweeting out to, basically, they're um, they're playing 
they're 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 they're, <laughs> they're demanding Giuliani shut up. There, uh, it says the presidential campaign of former Vice President Joe Biden similar to every major television network demanding that they keep former New York City Mayor Giuliani off the air. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, man. Giuliani's basically exposing all the dirty dealings him and his son Hunter have been doing besides Ukraine and that hustle. Uh, Hunter's been getting 50 grand off of them. He, they've been uh, picking up boatloads of money from China, it seems. Um, but here's... This is primarily what the letter states in part. This is what it says. This is from the... This is fascism at its best. The letter states in part, We are writing today... With grave concern that you continue that you continue to book Rudy Giuliani on your air to spread false debunked conspiracy theories on behalf of Donald Trump. Well, he is his first off, he is his attorney. So there you go. Uh, while you often fat while you often fact fat check his statements, they misspelled that. There you go, Breitbart. Good job. Or no, actually, that's from. <laughs> They need to fact check their fat spell. Che- they need to spell check their shit. Uh, while you fat check, it's actually fact check his statements in real time during your discussion. That is no longer enough. By giving him your airtime, you are allowing him to introduce increasingly unhinged, unfounded, and desperate lies into the national conversation. We write to demand that, in service to the fact. You no longer book Rudy Giuliani, a surrogate for Donald Trump, who has demonstrated that he will knowingly and willingly lie in order to advance his own narrative. <laughs> you know, I find this funny is because the fact that he is a liar. He's, getting, he, he's busted wide open. He's busted wide open. They even have that prosecutor that he is caught on video talking about terminating. They got this prosecutor to come. He's going to testify against Biden. This impeachment business with Trump is going to blow the Biden name right out of the water. It's going to. And you know what's funny? Nobody's seen. Where the fuck is fucking Hunter Biden? Where the hell is that guy? I want to hear what he's got to say. I want to hear the lie spew out of his mouth. That's what I want to hear. So by, so there you go. I mean, that's the summary of it. The Biden, the Biden campaign itself has been known to lie. The former vice president continues to repeat the Charlottesville very fine hoax after being confronted about it. Iowa State Fair and Breitbart News, for example. Yeah, the statement goes on. To claim that Giuliani claims about potential corruption by Hunter Biden in Ukraine are completely baseless. He admitted it. He admitted that on, on video. Giuliani serves as a personal lawyer for presidential Donald Trump, President Donald Trump and has been involved in investigating Hunter Biden's overseas business interests, which he developed while his father was in office. I don't know what kind of business he can develop. The guy has no, absolutely no brains, no education, no background when it comes to energy, natural gas, anything. And why he was getting paid 
a month. That's beyond me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's $600,000 annually he was getting paid for doing absolutely nothing. That's called soft money. A former vice president pressured Ukraine to fire a prosecutor who was investigating Burma Holdings, that's the energy company, an oil and gas company on whose board Hunter Biden sat at the time. He was on the board. A clear conflict of interest that Joe Biden has never explained. And he, yeah, and he never does. He never, you never hear. He, he, he says Donald Trump is a liar. Donald Trump is this. Donald Trump is that. Pfft. Donald Trump's not sitting on videos saying I did this, did that, and everything they're, they're claiming. No. Who's doing that? Joe Biden. Biden's attempt to silence the opposition in the media is virtually unprecedented in the history of American politics. And that is written by Joel B. Pollock, a senior editor at large at Breitbart News. And he's right. Okay. So, Joe Biden, you're trying to silence people. That's what we call fascism. Okay, I want to get on this conversation. This is going to run a little long, and I'm sorry about that, but I really want to get to this one. This is kind of, on, speaking of the Ukraine BS, this is an article coming out of the East Bay Times, front page, written by Casey Tolan from the BayAreaNewsGroup.com. title is California, like Ukraine... Caught in Trump's trap. So here we go. Are you ready for some biased news reporting? I, br I briefly read through this, and let me tell you something. It's a fucking joke. And goes, it starts off, it just says, Long before President Donald Trump raised alarm by halting hundreds of millions of dollars in U.S. aid in an alleged effort to influence Ukraine, his administration has built up plenty of practice in using federal funds to punish a favorite target. California. First off, I'm going to break this all down. I'm going to comment on it. California was never Trump's target. Not the way they're interpreting it. Trump's looking at California like it needs to be fixed. There's a big problem going on. And California says they want to, they, they want to set the standard, the golden standard for the rest of America. Trust me, the rest of, you ask the people in America... The majority of people said, we don't want to be like California. We don't want to be ran like California. California is a hot mess. The Justice Department said it would deny criminal justice grants to sanctuary cities that don't assist immigration agents, a move that several lower courts have blocked. The lower court, like the Ninth Circuit, that's a, that's a liberal hotbed right there, in San, out of San Francisco, by the way. The Department of Transportation is moving to cancel a $929 million grant to California's high-speed rail project and may try to claw back an additional $2.5 billion the bullet train program already has received. Good. Let me tell you something. I live here in the Bay Area. Nobody's really talking. There is no talk. No talk. You can ask the neighbors around here, you if you live around in California, ask any of your ask yourself or any of your neighbors, do you really give a damn about the bullet train? 
Wouldn't you like to see $929 million go to the effort in, in cleaning up our streets, our, fixing our infrastructures, filling up the potholes, maybe dealing with some of our veterans who are homeless or some of our other you know, people that used to be you know, middle-class workers who are now living in tents? Wouldn't you like to see that money go to those people? Or maybe we can use that money for like mental health, opening up institutions to help these, you know, these really ins- mentally ill people that really need some attention. Get them off the streets and start getting them in some, some help. Wouldn't you rather see your money to go in that direction? Me, personally, I would. And the, and the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, if you didn't know, said Tuesday that if California didn't improve its air quality, the feds would withhold billions in federal highway funding, a move that Governor Gavin Newsom called a threat of pure retaliation against a state that has sued the Trump administration 60 times. The state of California sued the Trump administration 60 times. Who's paying for that? I'm paying for that. You're paying for that. My neighbor's paying for that. Top of everything else, Gavin Newsom is sticking us with. 60 times. Yeah, I think you're going to I mean you're going to stir the pot when you do some shit like that. Uh since he took over as president Trump has sued his power uh, his is used, excuse me, his power over federal funds as a cudgel to push cities, states and foreign governments to do what he wants. Okay, that's that's what this that's what Casey Tolan is stating. That's his opinion. I'd have to say this is an opinion page right there. Uh, quote, the threat of withdrawing federal funding is not a new tactic, said Michael McConnell, a Stanford law professor. But President Trump has tended to personalize the threats more than prior administrations. Not, you know, it's not a personal thing. It's a fact. It needs, I mean, you, have, you literally have to punch people in the side of the head in Sacramento to get shit done. Nothing's getting done up in Sacramento, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. Thank God Trump's in office because at least Trump's telling whether they like him or not. I who gives a shit? They're waking these guys up like saying, "Hey, you better do something." You know that's what he's doing. Goes on, and the actions that have prompted threats of funding clawbacks range from monumentous to minuscule. Earlier this month, the Trump administration threatened to withdraw federal funding for a Middle East Studies course at Duke University and the University of North Carolina over its depictions of Christianity and Judaism. I have no comment on that because I don't know anything about that story. But it sounds like something, some kind of institute that's being funded for Sharia law. It's probably the same type of programming that, uh, what's-her-face, Omar, Representative Omar... He's probably going to be an honorary, get an honorary doctorate for that, uh, for that college. But uh, we'll have to flip the page here. Excuse me. Amazing stuff, man. This guy. I don't know who. I don't know who. Definitely an opinion page. Uh, excuse me with all the rattling sounds. Uh, but now what appears to be another move to block federal funds. Approved by Congress, has sparked a full-blown political firestorm. 
Trump's decision to freeze nearly $400 million in USA to Ukraine before urging the country's president to investigate one of his political rivals has led to the threat of impeachment looming over his presidency. Uh, they didn't even know that there was any money involved. The new president came in. The new, you know, they keep saying that Trump is doing this mafia, strong-arm type of bullshit. Uh, the president right off the top says, no, he's not doing nothing like that. We didn't even know nothing about that. They're basically sitting there bullshitting. But that'll later. That's for another time. That's another story. Uh, Trump also has pushed legal boundaries on the use of federal funds in other ways, experts say. After Congress declined to approve funding for a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border, Trump declared a national emergency to move funds from the Defense Department uh, for wall construction and be considered freezing more than $4 billion in aid to foreign countries last month before deciding not to amid political backlash. Well, it has to be done. I mean, when you think about it, it is all part of the defense fund. We got we got jackasses coming not only from Central America. We got guys pouring in from like uh, from Africa, all over the world, coming through the southern border. It's only a matter of time before they infiltrate Canada, and then they start, you know, coming in from the north. And that'll be a whole other scene. Trump has uh, long paid himself as a master dealer in the business world, making his willingness to drive a tough bargain central to his image as a successful real estate mogul. But between court decisions blocking some of his funding moves and the crisis over Ukraine, it, there is no crisis. They're just making a crisis, by the way. Ukraine, he's found that those tactics don't necessarily translate as well as in government set, in, in a government setting. Trump is far from only president to use similar tactics. The Constitution gives the power to appropriate federal funds to Congress, but in many cases, that power is delegated to the president and the executive branch. Ooh, so the guy's actually reading a book. Presidents have used foreign aid as a carrot or a stick to extract diplomatic commitments and reforms from foreign governments, and it also has been used domestically. Barack Obama's administration, for example, threatened to block federal funds for states that discriminated against Planned Parenthood and didn't allow transgender students to use the bathrooms of their choice, although it never actually did so. That's another issue, man. You know, I have a daughter, and I'm telling you right now, there's some guy, and he's biologically a boy, a man, a male, and he's going into a woman's bathroom, and my daughter's in there? Trust me. I'll pull him out by his wig, and I'll beat the hell out of him. He doesn't belong in that bathroom. Well, I don't know if I beat the hell out of him, but I definitely pull him out of that bathroom. You may call that assault. I call that just playing it safe around my daughter. There's a lot of perverts out there. I mean, anybody can slap a wig on their on their head and just go into a woman's bathroom and say, "Oh, I'm a transgender." Oh, okay, you're protected. Bullshit. Still, Trump has used federal funds as leverage more often, more brazenly, and in ways that have pushed the legal envelope more than past presidents, legal experts say. Well, of course. How are you going to get things done? Every president in the past has never done a damn thing. You got to shake the, you got to shake the foundation, you know what I mean? Drain the swamp. Getting shit done. That's how you win. 
You don't sit there and sit on your hands and hope it, hope everything will turn out okay. What sets the now here we go. What sets the Ukraine example apart and potentially makes it so perilous for Trump is that he allegedly was attacking to damage a potential 2020 rival, former Vice President Joe Biden, not to change policy. Give me a fucking break. Joe Biden, he didn't have to do a damn thing. Joe Biden did, is doing everything himself. Joe Biden's trying to flip the script. With Adam Schiff helping him out and all the rest of the goony liberals up on Capitol Hill. Quote, what's especially concerning about the Ukraine example is he seems to do, do it not just for public policy ends, but for his own personal political ends, said Michael Dorff, a Cornell Law School professor who focuses on constitutional law. Trump has insisted that he acted appropriately and was not drawing a quid pro quo between federal if you don't know what pro, quid pro quo is it's like giving something for you you give something to get something that's what that means it's a technical term for i give you this you give me that you do this i do that quid pro ah, quid pro quo between federal aid and ukraine digging into biden and he blasted the whistleblower who made the call public Quote, I want to know who's the person that gave the whistleblower the information because that's close to a spy. Trump said at a closed-door meeting Thursday at the UN, the New York Times, oh God, what a rag, the New York Times reported, quote, you know what we used to do in the old days when we were smart, right? With spies and treason, right? We used to handle them a little differently than we do now. Now that quote, that quote right there, that's got everybody in an uproar. Like Trump's, you know, throwing out the word that he's going to, you know, execute this guy, or he's telling the, his base, his voter base, okay, we got to get this guy, we got to shut this guy up, we're, you know, we got to quiet him down. And that's the kind of that's the kind of play that Adam Schiff is doing. He's sitting there saying, you know, oh, you know, you're scaring the whistleblower, you're intimidating him, you know, this is a strong arm move and. No, it's not. It's just a fact. That's what they used to do back in the day, you know. Treasonous people. They used to do things like they would execute people for treason. It's a fact. Now, is he recommending? No, come on. You got to be kidding. Trumping and Come on, man. Trump don't care. If Trump gave a, gave a damn about what this guy said, he wouldn't have released the transcript prior to this guy showing up. So shut up, Adam Schiff. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And the rest of you. Uh, Republicans pointed out that the, rec the record of Trump's call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, released by the White House, did not directly mention the aid funds the president had temporarily frozen, although the document notes that it is, quote, unquote, not a verbatim transcript. <laughs> Many of Trump's threats above federal funding haven't gone further than tweets. In February 2017, soon after taking office, he, just, he suggested he could cut off federal funding to UC Berkeley after the university called off a speech right-wing activist Milo Yiannopoulos. I can, I can never pronounce his name. Milo. Everybody just calls him, knows him by Milo. 
amid a violent protest. Now, let me just say something about that. That is true. I was working out in Berkeley on a couple of occasions, and I did come through some of their protests. And let me tell you something. I didn't see any right-wingers. I didn't see any conservatives. I didn't see any libertarians. I didn't see nobody like that going around, you know, promoting their, their, their you know, like, hey, you know, we're Republicans. Milo's here. Yay. You know, marching up and down the street. No, I seen a bunch of washed-up losers wearing uh, ski masks, looking like a bunch of tired-looking ninjas, fat, out-of-shape ninjas, destroying property. Okay? So, yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, if, if, if the campus is allowing this type of behavior, allowing these dirt bags to come in and destroy its campus, why, why the hell would the government want to send money to you guys? You just what? Just so you can break up some more shit? You know? You don't, you, listen, if you don't want your shit busted up, you're, you know, do something about it. UC Berkeley, that's a state thing. Talk to people up in Sacramento about losing your money. The high it goes on. The high the high speed rail line is one example where the Trump administration has moved to take back federal money and yanking back federal funds. The Department of Transportation argued that the state has failed to follow through with its plan for the bullet train project, which has been marred by ex- extensive budget overruns and delays. That's true. But Democratic leaders in the state have claimed that Trump acted out of animus for the state, targeting it for political reasons. That's bullshit. That is a big, hot mess. That was supposed to take 11... They, they were gonna, that project was supposed to be done... What was it? Uh, $11 billion? I think it was billions or millions? It, it went three times over, and it still hasn't been completed... Finally, fucking that idiot uh, Gavin Newsom put a halt on that whole business. They were over budgeted. It was taking way too long. It kind of reminds me of that new Bay Bridge project they had, where it went over budget because they had they were using Chinese steel and they kept finding flaws in the steel as they were making the bridge. And they kept having to ship it back, bring it back, repair it. And to this day, it's still kind of, it's an unsafe structure. They say it's safe. Caltrans says it's safe. It's not. It's made with Chinese steel. The steel itself, the beams are just manufactured and welded just improperly. I mean, there was some guy, I think he was some uh, structural engineer out of UC Berkeley who stated, it's not a safe thing. They were using Chinese steel for that new uh, bus terminal over there in downtown San Francisco. That went way over budget, and it started collapsing, too. They're using all this Chinese product. And that went over budget, and that went over time, too. So, California, you made, you're trying to save a buck by using Chinese product, and the shit's junk. So to stop that, that bullet train project, to halt on that, that was a big waste of money and time. Meanwhile, we got people, legal U.S. citizens suffering on the streets of our, of our state. Erwin Kermerinsky, this is almost done, the dean of UC Berkeley Law School, argued that Trump's apparent 
solicitation of help from a foreign government for information that could damage a political rival was in and of itself a violation of federal law, whether or not he implied whether or not he implied a connection with USA to Ukraine. See, that's bullshit. Let me tell you something. If we got a guy like Joe Biden, a powerful guy like Joe Biden, or at least Hitler, or one of the Clintons, and they're doing some dirty dealings with a foreign entity, if I'm the president of the United States, I want to know what the fuck is going on with that shit. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to use a billion dollars to fire a prosecutor. You're not going to hold that over a, a, a country's head. For aid, military aid. That's not Trump doing it with $400,000. That's Biden doing it while he was vice president. And they're trying to flip the script. Douchebags like Adam Schiff, or what does Trump call him? Pencilman. Those are the people that are strong army. Biden is guilty. Him, he is guilty of sin. People need to really think about Joe Biden and his dealings. Old man, pervert Joe. Creepy, creepy, hands-on, touch a kid, touching people, creepy-ass Joe. Good old Joe Biden. Delusional Joe Biden. But he said Trump's broader history of using federal money as a political tool was a dangerous trend. Quote, Congress has to set, thing, set the strings on grants, not the president. You know, fuck you. Who is this guy? Who is this joker? Is it really the... He's just a guy from the Bay Area News Group. And that's, that's kind of the synopsis of what's going on in, in liberal media here in the Bay Area. It's biased. Oh, Casey Tolan. Casey Tolan. It's not what you're what you're pushing in your newspaper is not fact. It's opinion. Two thirds of that article was pure opinion. The fact, the one good fact you did get right was that that lousy bullet train fiasco. All right. Wow. I really wanted to get that one off my chest. I, you know, good job. You know, I, I really want the best for my country, but I'll tell you right now. You know, uh, it, it's just really bad how, you know, how California's being ran by our political leaders here in Sacramento. So I'm going to end with that. There was a lot going on this weekend. I'm just going to get to sports at the next segment. And... I'm going to look at, and then I'm going to tell some news of the weird out there. There's some weird stories out there. And I'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. So, flipping through the pages, I'm getting ready, to, get ready for some sports here. Real quick, though. I forgot about this one. Kamala Harris, if you don't know who she is, she's the presidential candidate, the wannabe presidential candidate for 2020. She came to Oakland. And, uh... <laughs> oh, my 
God. Oakland is my heart, she claims. Democratic presidential candidate tells backers. Oakland is her heart. She's so full of shit. Crowd welcomes Harris hometown campaign office. So she's got an office building building up in, in Oakland. Obama had one. Until his supporters trashed the office during a riot over that police shooting business. They didn't really care about Obama then. But that's that was back in what? <laughs> 2000... When was that? 2008, I believe. Uh, outside a former Grand Avenue restaurant turned newly minted presidential candidate headquarters, Sheila and Clovetta Mack stood ready to serve. I'm here to support Kamala Harris, our next president of the United States, said Sheila Mack, 67. I'm here to hear some of the wishes she's going to focus on. I'm here to make sure my presence is known to her and the community that we're here to work. Local politicians introduced Harris to a boisterous crowd that filled the court, courtyard on Grand Avenue on Sunday afternoon. They snacked on chicken and waffles and shimmied shoulders to the DJ spun sounds of Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, and Elvis, Cre- Elvis Crespo. Now, I have to be honest, I don't know who the hell Elvis Crespo is. Sorry, maybe I'm just way out of touch. Looking at the picture, it doesn't look like a big, boisterous crowd. She's a liar, man. You know, she sits there and she talks about, you know, she's she's all about the black people and the black community and everything like that. Her mom is Indian and her dad's Jamaican. Does that make her an African-American? No. Sorry, fraud. Another fraud. If you didn't know that, that's a fact. She's a fraud. Uh, this is an interesting one. It's a big waste of money in space. They could have used that space for Kamala Harris. They could have moved in a couple families of homeless people into her workspace. Gave them a roof over their heads. Both think CSU, the California State University policy, would make application processes more complex. Seeking to ease concerns that a proposal to require four years of high school math for freshman admissions would make it harder for certain students to attend California State University. Senior administrators of the 23 campus system are proposing to exempt some students from the requirement and help students expand their course offerings. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they were pushing kids into that system just based on skin color. Like, you could have the dumbest kid, dumbest Asian kid in the world, and he can get in there because he's got, you know, he's, a, he's an Asian. Now they're going to do that with education. Now they're going to do that with intelligence. So this guy, you know, this poor child, this poor young man or young woman is basically a vegetable in the brain. Now we're going to give, we're going to give him a pass. Go on in there. And they're sitting there complaining about it. I mean, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even be too excited about going to any campus on, in California 
way they indoctrinate kids. So that's pretty stupid. All right. I just want to throw those two in. They're going to make it easier for your kid to be stupid and to study less, and they can still go to college. So they can drink, drink beer, have frat parties. Sports, Raiders, they came off with a big win. They had, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty impressive. I was, I was pretty excited about that game. They came to life. Defense kind of looked a little skeptical, but they did come back. Gruden goes to say, I'm, I'm as proud of this win as anyone I've ever had before, Gruden said. Uh, after a 31-24 win over the Indianapolis Colts Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, the Raiders jumped to a 21 lead, 21-0 lead, seized control with an epic 16-play, 62-yard third-quarter drive that netted a 26-yard field goal by Daniel Carson in 8, 9 minutes and 12 seconds off the clock and sealed the deal with Eric Harris, stole a Jacoby Brissett pass and raced 30 yards for the game-clinching touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a pick six. I think they hadn't done that in, what did they say? It's like a long time. <clears throat> I don't quite know. Man, my throat is really fucked up. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's exciting. So good job. At least they're two and two. They're in it to win it. Bear gets something done before they go to that sand lot called Las Vegas. A's clinched the AL West. Uh, wild card spots are there in hooray let's go Oakland I'm excited about that that's very cool Oakland is in it to win it that's the good news at least for me it is uh Looks like Chase Elliott won the playoff race in Charlotte. Right on. I did, I missed that. I really did miss that. I was I was I was pretty caught up in in football. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Cleveland won yesterday too. I think they did an upset. Let me see what the score. If I can find that, Cleveland did a number. So here's the standings. I'm just going to go through the. I'm doing this locally. The American Conference right here. The Raiders are in third. Denver. <laughs> Sorry, donkey fan, uh, Bronco fans. Uh, yeah, you're 0-4. God. Yeah, I turned that off. I was watching some of it, and I just said, oh, my God. I think they had a shot. I think they were doing pretty good. The defense rose up to the occasion, but they just couldn't clinch the win. So Kansas City is still undefeated at 4-0. The Chargers... The San Diego Chargers, ladies and gentlemen. The San Diego Chargers. The San Diego Chargers. Not L.A. I don't give, give a damn what Roger Goodell and the rest of those goons say. It's San Diego Chargers. And I'll say that about the Raiders. It's still the Oakland Raiders. Even when they go to Vegas, it's still the Oakland Raiders. Uh, L.A. Chargers are 2-2. Two and two, are two and two. Tied with the Raiders at 2-2. Two and two. And Denver is a... Miserable 0 and 4. 
In the East, the Patriots are 4-0. They're undefeated. Buffalo's 3-1. New York Jets, oh, they're 3-1? Oh, that's pretty good. New York Jets is 0-3 and Miami's 0-4. Wow, that's a shit division. The South Division of the of the American Conference, uh, Houston's 2-2. Two two. Wow, that's a real, let's check this out. So the South Division, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Tennessee, they're all 4-2-2. Two two. And another shitty division. <laughs> wow. The North Division, Baltimore and Cleveland are tied at 2-2. Two and, two, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are 0-3. Oh wow. See, boy, that I'm telling you. Well, you look at it for what it is, man. The 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 so-called, except for the Patriots. You know, here's my theory on the Patriots. I don't think the I think the Patriots are, are a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think they are a good team. I just think that people are. I mean, teams and organizations that go in to playing the Patriots, uh, and especially in Gillette Stadium. I think. I think it's kind of an intimidation thing that they go in when they go in to meet the Patriots, and the Patri the Patriots kind of feed off of that. They know they're a good team. They know, and these opposing teams know they're going to face Tom Brady, and they're going to go into meeting the Patriots with this expectation of, okay, we got to just go full throttle. And if you go in with that type of attitude right off the gun, and you just kind of just go head first into it, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You know, you got you got to be methodical with the Patriots. Don't go in there just saying we're just going to shut him down. No, you do that, man. You know, Brady's smart enough to you know know. And the rest of those goons, they're going to quickly know. Hey, man, we're going to exploit that. And that's when the defense makes mistakes. That's when Tom Brady just opens up a can of whoop ass. Game over. Four zero. There you go. So, if you're going to play against Tom Brady, you know, go in there, start slow, get the feel of Tom Brady and the rest, get the feel of the team, use it to your advantage. Am I a, am I a couch coach? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, hey, I kick ass in, you know, fantasy football, so I guess I can have some sort of say. Uh... But it does look like the defense did pretty good with Brady. Oh, let me go ahead and finish up. Uh, this is for all you National Conference fans. 49ers. I assume they had the bye. I didn't hear nothing of them to, um, this week. But they are on top of their division, 3-0. With the LA Rams at 3-1. Seattle, 3-1. And, and Arizona, a miserable 0-3. So that's going to be an interesting uh, division to look at, the West Division and the National Conference League. And back in the East Division, uh, the East, Dallas is on top 3-1, New York Giants 2-2, two two, Philadelphia 2-2, two and, two, and Washington a miserable 0-4. Wow. The South Division, New Orleans is 3-1, Carolina's 2-2, two two, Tampa Bay 2-2, two two, Atlanta 1-3, and, and the North Division, Chicago's 3-1, Green Bay's 3-1, Detroit 2-1 and tied 1, so it's 2-1-1, and Minnesota's 2-2. Two two. That's another interesting division. So the North, that's one to look at. The North and the East and the national, in the National Conference. It's going to be one to watch. I never understood tied games. You know, I, 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 
I don't know, man. I mean, how does that really even play out when it comes comes down to week 16? I mean, I know how it plays out, but I mean, yeah. tied games. I don't like a game to tie. I want it to keep going until the last man falls. Here we go. The A's. The Oakland A's kicking ass and getting it done. The A's, they clinch. So the A's, they're 10. <laughs> While Houston's on top with the clinch, the A's get in there with the wild card. And Tampa Bay gets in with the wild card. So New York clinched. They finished one, uh, uh, 103 wins. 59 losses. Minnesota clinched with 101 and 61 losses. Houston got 107 and 55 losses. And A squeaked in 97 wins, 65 losses. There you go. They got a shot. That's in the American League. And in the National League, Dodgers clinched 106 wins, 56 losses. Uh... St. Louis, the Cardinals, they clinched 91 wins, 71 losses. Milwaukee gets in. They squeak in with the wild card. Uh, 89 wins, 73 losses. Atlanta clinches. 97 wins, 65 losses. Washington squeaks in with the 93 wins, 69 losses. And out of all those teams... Houston is the best team. And people are predicting that Houston and the Dodgers are going to go into the World Series. I've heard that a couple of times. That's interesting. So here's now, is this a prediction of mine? No. But people are saying Houston versus the Dodgers in the World Series. I'm not going to say that. Now, am I going to be biased about my prediction? Yeah, I, I think I am. I think it's going to be the A's. The A's and the Dodgers. Boy, that would be great, man. That reminds me of the game back in the day with Oral Hershiser pitching. And boy, that was before they built Mount Davis, man. That was kick ass. That was a good series. Even though they lost, it was still a great series. And they give a hand one more thing before I end it. Titled A Giant Goodbye for Bruce Brochi for the San Francisco Giants. And Lincecum. Wow, there's Tim Lincecum. Boy, Tim Lincecum. Boy, he looks weird. He is a freak looking dude. I don't know if he looks. I know he's a young guy, but boy, in this picture, man, he looks really old. He looks like an old, old guy that you'd find probably in the Smoky Mountains making moonshine. He just looks. He looks like a freak. And here it says, Madison Bumgarner wrapping up his 11th and possibly final season with the Giants. Receives a standing ovation while appearing as a pinch hitter in the fifth inning. So there it is. Bochy's out. He's retiring. Retiring. Rightfully so. He's had a great, illustrious career. So... Congratulations, congratulations 
to Bruce Bochy on his career and his upcoming retirement. All right, that's all I got. I am done. Oh, news of the well. Let's see if I can find just one story, just to kind of finish up on a lighter note. <laughs> Not the baby squirrel lady. If you guys didn't, if you guys missed that one, the the baby, the the squirrel whisper. No, this one, this one's out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. We'll do this one. Thief nets four thousand dollars worth of ornament ornamental fish. From New Mexico Pond. Uh, KOB TV reports. Doherty say. Fish worth thousands of dollars recently. Were stolen from a Santa Fe New Mexico business. And the alleged thief was captured on video. Owner Melissa DeAngelico. Says the thief hit the pond. In front of Santa Fe landscapes. And water gardens. And took ten of her koi. A video shows a man using a net to remove the fish. Koi fish are colorful, ornamental versions of the common carp and can grow up to 3 feet, or 90 centimeters. D'Angelico says a thief stole fish at different times over the past few months. She says the fish were worth more than $4,000. No arrests have been made. And that comes from you. Courtesy of KOB TV, KOB.com. So there you go. Koi fish, $4,000. 10 of them. That's four. That's what? $400 a piece? Wow. That's a wise investment. So lock up your fish, guys. If you're going to have a, one of those koi ponds, I've seen them around the neighborhood. You have a koi pond, put a camera out there or something. People will steal anything. But koi fish? That's a damn shame. All right. I'm out of here. I'm done for the day. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, there's probably a lot more to talk about, but I'm done. Please take a moment to check out my YouTube channel, World of Dan. That's capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, World of Dan. All one word, no spaces. Uh... Check out my video where we did the 35th annual coastal cleanup, as well as there's some unboxings and stuff like that. I might actually do this one unboxing. <laughs> it's it's a really pathetic video. It's really chopped up. It's really bad, but I'm still I'm thinking about just uploading it. It's a video I did of a, a one man uh, tent. I got Ozark Trail tent. I I had purchased from Walmart for 26 bucks. So I put it together and I take a look at it and see how easy it is. And I tell you, man, when you see me putting it together, I'm surprised people haven't put comments like, man, you are a moron. Don't you know what this is for? Don't you know what that is for? And so, uh, I don't know. I just might put it up there and just take the heat from from other viewers in YouTube land. So, But right now, currently, the latest one I have is um, the 35th Annual Coastal Cleanup at Don Edwards Nature Reserve. All right. So check that out, World of Dan. All one word, no spaces. And I am done. I will talk to you guys. Have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.